Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for listening to NeuroHive. I'm going to be really honest and upfront with you about something. We took a really big risk putting this information out for you and creating this content. I need your support to help beat the big tech and media overlords who just want to keep you addicted to complacency. They are making billions of dollars and ripping the United States apart all for the sake of keeping us dumb and numb in the place of our phones. I know a lot of you are business owners and entrepreneurs and self-driven individuals who listen to this. You are what they fear the most. Self-reliant, independent thinkers and individuals who are willing to put in the work that is required of success. To help our cause in creating impactful and transparent content to help American business owners, I need your support for the show. If I taught you something, if we gave you new insight into something that you hadn't thought about before, or even just made you smile a little bit today, please share the show. That's how we're going to grow the hive into the greatest force for good that exists out there in the world today. It doesn't have to be a social media share or story post, but many of you do that and it's greatly appreciated. But what it can be is the next time you're hanging out with your buddies, having a conversation with other business owners, and it comes up of what are you stuffing your brain with? What's the good stuff that you're putting between your ears? I would greatly appreciate a mention of NeuroHive. We do a good job for you. I really would love that in return. Let's fire up B and hop into today's episode. B, active the hive. Today, I am joined by somebody that you know if you are on TikTok. There is no way you couldn't have found out about Tony yet. But before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you of the fee. We don't run any ads. I don't pitch you any bullshit product that you don't need or another guru's marketing course out there. You don't need it. But what you do need is this information that Tony is about to drop on you today around creating content. So we do this for free. We don't run you any ads. We just try to bring you the best and highest quality guests and information so you can elevate your life, elevate your business, and just start to do something to create a positive impact out there. So if you found a nugget of wisdom, make sure you go give Tony a follow. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts for us. It not only helps us get ranked, but more importantly, it helps our guests get more visibility and more attention out there. So I they can keep growing because they so graciously give us their time, energy, and expertise. Like I was talking about, you're going to want to tune in, take notes, especially if you struggle with content creation. This guy is the OG of it. So much so, he did such a great job. He actually got fired from his company and found a new calling within social media content creation. So everybody, Tony Pelicino, thank you so much for being here today, man. I'm super pumped for this conversation. Alex, man, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Super stoked about it. Of course, man. So, you know, I kind of gave a little bit of a hint, but we got to hear this story, dude. You blew up online with your TikTok content and ended up getting through a total life transformation. Walk us through that process. What in the world happened? So, I had previously worked at Sherwin Williams, the paint store, for about three years. And December of 19, so around last year, Um, I decided I had just downloaded TikTok and I liked the content that people were pushing out. Super creative, super fun. Yo. Uh, my bad. Um, where was I at? Um, so anyway, so I had seen people on TikTok making basically videos of the process of a gallon of paint getting tinted. And, you know, 
I was in Athens, Ohio, very rural, rural town, South, Southeast Ohio. And store was slow. So in my free time, I just decided to start making customer orders, just filming it, just the process of a gallon of paint being tinted. And the videos took off almost immediately. Um, what I was trying to do is I really liked my job as a paint mixer. Um, I thought the whole process of it was cool. You know, color theory. Um, yeah. Basically everything about it, man. I mean, color is really important to our lives. That's something that I had found out working at the paint shop. So the page was doing well, um, took off, whatever. And I decided being the marketing student that I am to take the initiative to tell Sherwin-Williams that this content is doing very well. People are engaging with it. You know, um, maybe we could utilize this to our advantage. So I developed a marketing presentation, a slide deck that I had shared with my marketing professors at Ohio University. They loved it. And I had then pitched it to my manager and sales rep at my store at, in, in Athens. Same thing, same reaction. They, they sat down, listened to it, loved the idea. It was an idea that at least needed to be heard to market paint through a newer channel with a newer audience. And they had given me the contact information for marketing at Sherwin-Williams. And I tried reaching out to the VP several times through email, phone, uh, LinkedIn. And he actually got back to me um, a few months later on LinkedIn, basically saying, hey, uh, there's no really need to even hear this presentation. We're not doing any promotional campaigns right now. So I was like, all right, that's cool, whatever. Um, at that point, I started purchasing my own paint to put my own creative spin on the content. You know, I wanted to try different things out. You test test the boundaries of TikTok, what what works, what didn't. And uh, there was one video in particular I'm sure that everyone knows about is the one where I put blueberries in the paint, right? And that video did super well. It was super cool. I thought, um, well, just a little different spin on the videos, you know. And Sherwin Williams had gotten a customer customer complaint about it apparently, and then they fired me for it. And uh, you know, it was crazy because they never really talked to me about the what I was trying to do or like my perspective on the whole thing. Like I said, the marketing VP never even saw the presentation. So when I had brought it up that I had tried bringing it to them, they didn't really care or whatever. And they fired me for gross misconduct. At first, they thought I was stealing the paint. They thought that I was using the paint. They literally thought I was taking the paint off the shelves, making them for my videos, and just getting rid of it. So once they figured out that wasn't true, um, I don't know. They just gave me, they just said gross misconduct and, and walked me out. What a weird term too. I know. Right. Gross like, misconduct. and the other, the other, the other, uh, reason they fired me for was seriously embarrassing the company and its products. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So anyways, I, obviously got terminated from Sherwin Williams, but my page was still, I had put too much time and effort into my page. Just like, forget about that too. 
So basically I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep doing, doing my thing. I literally went, bought as much paint as I could with the money I had left after being fired, set up a little studio in my friend's basement in Athens and just kept on making the videos there. Wow. Yeah. But the story doesn't stop there, man. You didn't just, you didn't just turn that chapter and it ended. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about how that transition happened from the basement and then now getting this opportunity in Florida. Sure. So after a few months after getting fired, making the vi- videos in the, in the basement, I was producing about two a day because I was just ripping out content. Like I said, I really enjoyed doing it. Like showing my audience the process of colors, what they can do, all that. So a few months afterwards, I came to the realization um, that I hadn't really developed an emotional connection with my audience. I hadn't really give them a, gave them a reason why I mix paint in a basement, why I do what I do. So what I wanted to do was make that story time video. Basically, I made a TikTok explaining how I'd gotten fired, my story, why I or how I found my passion and why I love it so much. And that video is the one that took off. Um, the media got a hold of it. Um, and people were aware of how I had gotten fired, what I was trying to do. And after that, I had received basically marketing job offers from almost all the paint companies in the United States, all the major players. And so, like I said, like Bayer, PBG, Benjamin Moore, they all reached out to me. I talked to a bunch of bunch of companies, but Florida Paints is where I'm at now as a sales associate and content creator. So when I was going through the decision of picking where I wanted to work, I had gotten a call from Don Struby, who is the co-founder of Florida Paints. And I would say he was the only one out of everyone that I talked to those, those weeks that understood my passion and understood the importance of paint to our world and paint and color. So that was something that really resonated with me. I flew down, met him, met everyone in the company. It's a fantastic company. It's also a smaller company, paint company down here in Orlando, Florida which is obviously something that I felt fit fits better for me. Cause after working for, you know, the biggest paint manufacturer in the world, um, the big corporations, it kind of turns you off after what had happened. Yeah. Cause in those big companies, man, they'll, they'll toss you out the door. No matter, like, doesn't even matter. They'll have someone there to replace you the next day. So that was something that turned me off about that kind of, work lifestyle. So that is why I came down here and chose to work with Florida Paints. What can you open up that conversation that you and the co-owner had around that topic? Like what you said that you really kind of connected with him and his mission and he really connected with you and your vision. Right. What were some of those key things? I mean, I know you said it was transitioning out of the large business corporate structure now into a small business. What was that conversation like? Well, the conversation basically was we both had the understanding because he had, he had previously owned Color Wheel, which is a 
his old uh, paint company they used to own, they understood the need and the importance for paint and color in our world. The first thing that he had told me was, what would a, what would a world be without color, right? Mm. And that's something, and that was something that we had connected on because that's, that's my whole perspective on it too, is the need and importance for color in our world. Wow. Yeah. It's something that we take for granted a lot of times too, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, with the other, the other people I talked to, they were all great, great people. I talked to great companies, but no one really sat down and we talked about paint and color like I did with, with Don. That's awesome. Right. And what a, what a life changing conversation and just opportunity, right? The idea that you, you stuck with your passion, you followed through with an idea, even though the world or, you know, the world at your time, right. Your environment rejected that idea, but the people that knew about it, right. Outside of that massive corporate entity totally saw the vision and saw the passion but it's so hard to change uh, to change that momentum in a large corporate structure. Where with small businesses, that's one of the biggest abilities and advantages is that ability to be nimble and agile with different things, to be able to test content, to test ideas in new and creative ways, and be able to push that barrier a little bit more. I think you made the smartest decision you could have possibly made, man, which is going back to that smaller enterprise and not be you know surrounded by a bear that's massive and way overly complex and if you wanted to push that envelope a little bit, getting that pushback was inevitably going to happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I really could not have asked for, it's almost, it's really a blessing how it all worked out. I really could not have asked for a better, you know, job that I have right now, how it all worked out. It, it really was truly a blessing how, how it all happened. That's awesome, dude. I want to get into a little bit of the content creation side. I put this out on our social that I was having you on and it blew up like crazy with people like, oh my God, like you got to ask him, how in the world does he think of this TikTok content all the time? So walk through a little bit of that process. The biggest thing I've noticed, one, you're super consistent. You're posting super regularly, which is the number one key I found in my life to growing on social is being consistent. But what about that creative process really kind of lights you up and you're like, this is absolutely what we need to be doing. Right. I really love how you mentioned the consistency part about social media. Um, That is, like you said, that is the number one thing to help you grow on a platform is you have to keep regularly posting. My big thing about my creative process is when you think of color, in my mind, the ideas are literally endless. Color is involved with almost everything that has to do with our world. Let's talk about different brands, different brands utilize different colors for different reasons. Um, just all, and the color wheel is a, a big part of what I use to create my content as well. I will literally look at a color wheel and match certain colors to get in, to find my end goal with with a new color basically mm. so it's it in my mind it's it's the create creativity is is endless when it comes to color at least that's why i like doing it yeah yeah 
where would you recommend somebody start, right? You know, they've heard about TikTok for a year or two now. They've seen the success with people. They've seen the trials and tribulations like that you've gone through with it and what that what that opens up and what those opportunities open up for you. And I think there's this uh, there's this fear of starting. Sure. Right. So getting into a new platform where the majority of the ideas around this platform are I have to be dancing in my videos. Right. Which just simply isn't true. But how would you recommend somebody just get started and move through that process? The first thing you have to recognize is your passion for whatever you do. So if you're not passionate about something, you're not going to be making good content out of it. Um, and everyone has a passion. Either they know what it is or they're trying to find it or they're learning. Um, find that passion and just... You know, I started using just my iPhone and a hand cart dolly and literally attaching that. So you don't even really need equipment. Use your phone. Um, but it, just find your passion, I guess, and execute. I mean, there's not really on TikTok, there's not really any formula to making a good video, you know? It's it's really through your own eyes what you think will will um I guess you can do what you want how you want on TikTok make your content like that. Do you think it will eventually overtake another platform or do you think it's naturally just kind of its own culture that'll forever kind of stay in that weird funky zone? Dude, I think it's going to end up using going to be like YouTube, like where you're going to be able to shop and there's going to be, well, there already is advertisements on TikTok, but I think it's going to, it's going to turn into more of a YouTube style kind of short video platform. Interesting. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing trends and I'm noticing from just talking with different influencers that with our content, we kind of go in waves, right? That we have this ebb and flow of there's times where long form pillar really kind of overlays everything. Mm. And then short form, because our, we get so we get so tired of seeing all that longer content, right. that short form really kind of pops up and takes control. And right. you're you're now the fourth person to tell me that it's probably gonna end up flipping back to more of a YouTube style model in the near future. Because it's kind of hitting this ebb and flow back and forth between short and long, short and long, in order to hold our attention in different ways. Well, have you seen that YouTube now is utilizing those short videos under a minute? YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, Snapchat has Spotlight now. There, all these big tent, all these social media platforms, they want to push out those thirty-second videos. Cause that's what's working on TikTok, Right. So that, that's something that I've been noticing too. I've been doing, uh, I've been on YouTube, YouTube shorts. I think it's better than TikTok, to be honest with you. I think the feed's better. Wow. But yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how it's all playing out like that. And you're definitely right. Um, there's waves of it, but it seems like all these platforms are wanting to push out those under a minute videos right now, at least. Yeah. It's interesting, man. We're living through a really cool time with the way that technology is changing and emerging. And now that we're throwing Clubhouse into the mix with everything, and 
I literally just got on Clubhouse a few days ago. Nice, man. Yeah. It's it's a blast. Yeah. I'm I'm not even too sure how it works so far. It, from my understanding, it's just other influencers and creators like just discussing, right? Yeah. It's just them, it's just people sitting around shooting the shit and problem solving. Right. There's been, there's been deals of multi-million dollar real estate done on TikTok already. Uh, there's been people like Damon John from Shark Tank that have done essentially Shark Tank pitches on Clubhouse and he's invested into their business and brand. Really? Yeah, it's it's wild what you have because the what I've noticed is that there's a there's a liquidation of bullshit that anybody that was like faking it on all these other platforms that really weren't the real deal when they get into the rooms with people that are and that they're executing and they're part of that that movement of whatever's trending in that area of expertise like with if you're a real estate tycoon right but you're flexing with the fake Lambo you get into these real estate rooms and try to flex on yourself all the other people that have been experts in these fields that have been afraid to post on video, but they're totally comfortable having a conversation. They're able right. to sniff out all that bullshit so much faster. And it, it instantly crashes all the credibility you've had if you've been just trying to flex on you know IG or TikTok or somewhere else. But now that we can ask conversations and have deeper and more meaningful conversations around topics, a lot of the fake influencers are starting to get called out. Really? That's wild. I didn't know. I didn't. I got to get on on there more, dude. I got to see what's going on. Yeah. After this, I'll shoot you a follow and uh, I'll bring you into some of the rooms with some of these high powered CEOs and we can start on conversations around content. That would be super cool, man. That would be awesome. So I've got uh, I've got two more questions for you. The first one is what do you if we if you could call people to action to do one thing with their social media content over 2021, what would it be? We already touched on it, man. It's consistency. Just keep pushing out content. Um, That's how I got started. And that is really is how your platform will grow. Mm. If you think about it, people aren't going to want to follow someone who doesn't post. Unless you're like a public figure, that's not your main thing. But if you're a content creator, you have to keep creating content to be successful. My another another thing that I emphasize is engaging with followers. Um, I do. I've done color requests. Like people will comment something that I want to see. That's another thing that actually boosts my creative side is utilizing my audience, using their ideas. And knowing what they want to see and putting that content out there. So that that is definitely another thing that has helped me out and grow my platforms too. That feedback loop is incredible, isn't it? It really is. Because then the idea of shit, I have to create something today almost entirely goes away. Right. right? Because they're telling you what they want to see more of. But it's getting to that spot where you've opened up that dialogue and they feel comfortable inside of your community to be able to do that. But once right. you're there, man, it's, it's money. It's it money. because it now, is. now it's fun, right? Now it's engaging and it's that back and forth of like, Oh, you didn't think I could do this. Ah, right. And exactly. Then exactly. Now you're hitting them with it. All right, dude, I got one more question for you before we wrap this up. And sure. I've been asking all my guests this year because this the last 12, 14 months have been a shit show across the world. Sure. If you had one wish, hope, prayer, whatever you want to call it for the world right now, what would it be? Oh, man. 
Dude, I don't want to make the sound cliche, but I really wish everything was just united and unity was back and back in our culture, man. It's, it's, it's almost a shame what, I mean, I utilize social media as part of my job, but I mean, it really is just almost seems like it's causing more trouble than good, at least right now. Um, we all know that the, that the media is, I don't want to say like, uh, definitely skewed. There's definitely spectrums of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wish everything was, everyone was just cool with each other, man. Like I'm tired of all the, all the arguing and all that, but I understand that things need, there is change that needs to happen, but working together, that's how you solve. That's how problems get solved. I love that, man. Thank you so much for being here today, Tony, dude. I've loved our conversation. I'm super upset that it actually has to end here. But where can people find out more about your content? Where can they follow you? Where do you want to push all that awareness to? I would say follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Tonester Paints. Um, that's where I push out all my content. We're getting a... I actually didn't mention this yet. We just released my own line of paint at Florida paints. Nice. So I'm going to be making custom colors. We're going to be opening up a Shopify account for merchandise and paint. And I'm just stoked to get, get the brand going, man. So yeah, that's where, that's where you can find me at. Absolutely. Guys, you have to go follow Tony for this, dude. Thank you so much for being here, dude. This has been an incredible episode and I know my audience got a ton of value out of it today. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, man, I appreciate it, man. It has been fun. I appreciate it. Listen, guys, if you found a nugget of wisdom or insight inside of that, which I absolutely know you did because that episode was just straight fire, go give Tony a follow. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button for the podcast, how you can get more of this incredible content. And until next time, my call to you, my plea to you, please go do this today. Go make somebody else smile. It's incredible what type of impact it can have on their life. 